is God mad at me? I remember getting in a car accident a few years back, and my friend that's not a follower of Jesus was like, this should not happen to you. Yeah. God loves you. You're, you know what I mean? You love God. You're a good person. Like, this shouldn't happen to you. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Episode three. Here we are. Episode three. Borrowing more equipment. Shout out <laughs> to Carlos. Now adding the headphones. Litos. There we go. So, hey, we got Eric over here. Got to say what's up. What's up, guys? Good morning. Look at that voice. That's a great voice. It is. It's a sexy voice. That's why we don't have him on camera. Because you know how distracting would it be to have sexy I mean, we Eric couldn't have your face and camera. his face on camera. Eric, yeah, so how smart are you? In case we throw to you to ask questions today. Because I feel like there's... I think you've worked on rockets. Is this true? You worked for Tesla or you worked for a spaceship company. What did you... You built rockets? You're a rocket engineer? Yeah, you know, I've been asked this question before. Definitely not a rocket engineer, but I have uh, helped with the Mars Perseverance. So I did a lot of contract work for NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. <laughs> Our resident genius. <laughs> Is that enough? There we go. No, that's good, man. That's good. And, and he's humble. And you know what? He's got the World Wide Web sitting in front of him. So, hey, if we throw the questions to Eric, then he can... You just pretend like you made it. You're probably a better source. Just, you know, we'll just source you than even the. Like, so, anyways, we got, what we got today? What's the question today? The question today is Is God mad at me? Is God mad at me? Mm-hmm. What a question. How it's did we get question. this question? Um, this question came from a friend of mine. It was right. at my house. And um, you asked her, She's not a follower of Jesus, and you were just like, hey, what are some good questions for our podcast? And she goes, you know, a question that I ask myself just about every single day is, is God mad at me? Wow. Yeah. That's profound. Yeah, it's profound. It's a little bit heavy. It is. I think if we're honest with ourselves, that's a big question that I think so many people that are uh, not followers of Jesus, but also followers of Jesus ask themselves, depending on a lot of the times, what's going on in their life. And I would just say the majority of people watching this podcast right now are not followers of Jesus from what Mm -hmm. we've determined. So, um, you know, this shouldn't be a conversation that is just exclusively aimed toward people that have the same faith. It should be a broader conversation about the person who's asking that question. What if somebody searches this on YouTube? Is God mad at me? Like, I, I think that that's a question that, like you said, your friend, a lot of people ask themselves. Yeah. So who, first of all, if you don't subscribe, this is a good time for me to plug that. Yep. What's the purpose of this podcast? Why are we even talking about questions like this? I think faith feels complicated so many times and yeah. it's not because uh, God intended it to be that way, but I think we are complicated human beings yeah. and um, we're drama and we're messy and we're all those things. And so our hope and our prayer through this is that we would help people uh, uncomplicate faith because yeah. there are such profound truths in the Bible and they're simple, but we just make it way harder. We do. I yeah. think keeping things uncomplicated is the mission of this podcast. So yep. we're going to be answering questions that that are searched on YouTube or coming through Instagram or right. whatever. Or if you put something in the comments and put say, them in hey, the comments. what are some of the big questions we've gotten so far? Um, that we haven't already answered. Yeah. What, what are the, some of the ones coming up? Um, we feel like we got a lot about dating. A lot about dating. A lot about dating. Um, some about forgiveness. How do I walk that out? Should I forgive... When is it time to forgive? When it's too far? Like, um, it's hard to pick. So put something in the comments that you want us to talk about because the ones that 
keep coming up over and over again, we know are striking a nerve. Right. Definitely want to talk about LGBTQ because mm -hmm. that's something that we're constantly getting asked about. Yeah. I had somebody ask about abortion. Yeah. Is that too that gnarly of a topic to talk about? Or are there people right now, you know, trying to figure out if this is right or wrong for their life? What a huge decision. Right. And so that would be a great answer or at least bring what the scripture says mm -hmm. to that. Um, bring in that worldview. Um, people want to know about evolution. Yeah. And you know, our micro macro evolution or did we, creationism did we, versus yeah, evolution. science, right. Did we evolve, uh, on that level or, or what does the Bible even say about that? Is mm -hmm. there a contradiction there? That'd be a good one. Um, transgender, the conversation about, yep. um, about gender and identity is definitely one that's, Huge I mean, right now. it feels, if it, does it, is it as big a conversation as it feels or just cause we live in Los Angeles? I mean, that feels oh, like I don't a big know. conversation. It does feel like a big conversation. So. I think it's, all over it. We probably feel a tiny bit more in LA. Yeah. But any other questions coming up? I know the dating one came up, comes up a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to, there's been so many that have come in. So I'm excited to uh, get to walk through a lot of these questions together. Okay. So question of today is, is God mad at me? Is God mad at me? What kind of person asks that question? What's going on in their life? Why would they search that in YouTube or why would they come come to someone for counsel? Why would they be going through the Bible trying to find an answer? Where, where does that come from? What's going on in their life? Right. Um, is God mad at me? I feel like circumstances must be tough at the moment. Right. Um, a lot of the times when we ask the question, is God mad at me? Have I done something? Have my actions warranted yeah. um, a response from God that is uh, not not a good one. And the reason that my life is so hard right now is because of, because God is mad at me. So he's either causing this, um, hard situation because I've made him mad. Yeah. Um, guilt, right. Carrying some guilt. There's not a person listening to this that does not have a level of regret in their sure. life. You know, it just drives me crazy when I hear celebrities or people of influence be like, you know, I just live my life with no regrets. <laughs> and so I'm like, terrible. you've never done anything in your life that you wish you had a time machine that you could go back and change. Right. I mean, shoot. I mean, to say I live without with no regrets would be to say that I'm perfect or that I don't make mistakes. I mean, the level or I don't care about the people I've hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the level of pride to say I have no regrets, yeah. you know, is, is crazy. Um, but um, at the same time, we don't have a time machine and we can't change the past. And so right. there are people that we've hurt, including ourselves. How do you deal with that? Right. And so I wonder if, is God mad at me? Could that be coming from a place of somebody feeling just this guilt that is just tends to get heavier and heavier. And now, right. or what about this? What if, what if you got in a car accident and mm -hmm. you know, you crash the side of the road and you first thing you do is just like, where did that come from? Is, is God mad at me because of what I did last night or what I, you know, and, yeah. is, and is he causing these events as consequences, you know, right. because I, I have angered the gods. I have, you know, and that's, right. that's not a new conversation. That's a conversation <laughs> that's been going on for thousands of years. Right. Are the gods angry? Are the gods mad at me? Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting in a car accident a few years back and my friend that's not a follower of Jesus was like, this should not happen to you. Yeah. God loves you. You're, you know what I mean? You love God. You're a good person. Like this shouldn't happen to you. And I was like, God's not mad at me. <laughs> I have a, a, a strong atheist friend uh -huh. who watches online every week. Um, our other podcast, our church podcast, and uh, he loves this podcast so far. And it, outspoken atheist. And my car got stolen, right? Oh, yeah. And there was a lapse in my insurance. 
and my car, my truck was paid off. So like, it was like, well, there's 20 something grand down the drain, yes. you know? And it was like, it was sad, tear. you know? <laughs> and, uh, I was, it was funny cause I was, I was, I was, I didn't, you know, it, I'm not even gonna say it didn't phase me, but it's just like, Hey, like there's a lot going on in the world. And if that's my worst problem, then that's probably a good day compared to yeah. how many other, other people, th- you know, and that kind of, I think that perspective kind of comes from also being, a, being, a, being around enough hurting people to realize that like, right. Hey, you know, my, my closest friend has cancer and my other closest friend just lost their dad. And then, you know, so yeah. anyways, so I think I just have maybe a different perspective and the same same thing. My atheist friend yeah. emailed me and he goes like, well, where's your God at on this one? Like <laughs> explain to me why you who are a good person who helps the right. poor and helps the homeless and does all this to change the city and serve the city through your, you know, your church's efforts. How, how what, you know, why, why is would, this happening? Yeah. To you? And I don't know about when you went through your car accident, but you know, it was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Life threatening. Did you, did you know, did you wake up with the airbag in your face and think, you know, why is God mad at me? Did that no, go through your mind? Never. I think it was literally the polar opposite. I think, um, you know, I lost control of the vehicle. It was raining. I hydroplaned and spun out across the freeway and went up this embankment and barrel rolled down. Like it was traumatic. Landed I landed a few feet away, about a hundred feet away from a cliff. Not even a hundred. It was probably like 20 feet from the cliff. Like a but I, 10 story but, drop. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I shouldn't have walked out of that car and I think the opposite is what I I I knew and I sensed was that God was with me all the more right through that traumatic experience like I don't know if I've ever experienced the peace and presence of God the way I did as I was barrel rolling down that mountain back onto the freeway and so there was never a moment where I'm like why would God let this happen to me? It was the moment in my life, I think more than any other moment that I'm like, God is with me in this moment. The language you're using though, God being with you, the language of God for us Mm -hmm. or against us, that's biblical language, right? you know? So Mm -hmm. that, that comes from a worldview that we don't worship the universe, right? We worship the God of the universe, Totally different, right? 100%. I get a good parking spot during Christmas. <laughs> the universe is on my side. You know what I mean? Like, God loves me today, you know? And and we joke about that kind of stuff, but, you know, there it is. It's like, is this an impersonal God that we have a relationship with, or is this a personal God 100%. who's created things for himself and a world to glorify him and gives us the privilege of knowing him and getting to be on this, you know, earth and be even considered. Right his sons or his daughters or mm-hmm. image bearers even. So yeah, I think the conversation is God mad at me immediately kind of goes to who is this God, first of all, in your sure. mind mm-hmm. and are, do you, does this God punish people right. or not? Is God mad at me? Does he punish people? Maria, pastor Maria, <laughs> does God punish people? It's a big question. Actually, this is a very, the word sobering is just what is on my mind. And the um, Bible says that you're either for him or you're against him. Who said that? Um, Jesus. Jesus. People people take credit for that line all the time, right? <laughs> are you for me or are you against me? They act like they made it up. Dude, Jesus is the one who made it up. Right. Yeah. And so um, we see Jesus himself say, like, there's there's two teams. There's my team 
and anything that's not my team is is another team and so um I think the the question is then are are you are you a child of God have you accepted the forgiveness and become part adopted into his family or um are you not and right. that's a heavy question that's a but and that doesn't necessarily mean that God is angry at you or correct. punishing you mm-hmm. whether you answer that but it is a it does bring you into learning the heart of God correct because when you understand what God is like and who he is, that really helps you trust him more. 100%. And you tell a story about crashing your car, but it not rocking the trust you have. Oh, it, When a lot of people, they crash their car, they get a bad health diagnosis. Sure. You know, I remember, you know, I went through a really bad breakup before I met Maria. And, um, and you know, when we broke up uh, because of betrayal, I immediately jump into blaming God over right. it. And I wonder how many people who are watching this, like you, you're on the other side of a divorce, you're on the other side right. of a heartbreak, mm-hmm. and, you know, you want to blame God. It's like, God, I thought that we were supposed to be together, and, you know, I thought you were going to look out for me, and I thought you were going to protect me. And so maybe the conversation is bigger than punishment. Right. Maybe the question is, is God involved in your life or not? Yeah. Does God want to be involved in your life? Because the same, is God mad at me? could also be the question, is God happy with me? <laughs> right. Is God punishing me? me? could also be, is God blessing me? Or is God disciplining me? Because the Bible says that God disciplines the ones that he loves, just like a good father would. You're a great dad. Thanks. Once you talk about uh, how we discipline our kids a little bit and um, how that's not punishing them, it's looking out for them and how every I'm a great kid. dad. I'm not a perfect dad. Well, none of so, us are perfect. You know, my God though, yeah. that I worship is a perfect dad. Yeah, he is. In fact, the number one way he reveals himself in the story of who he is, mm-hmm. remember he calls them the children of Israel because he wants to be a father, right? right? He didn't even want them to have a king. Cause like he, he, he wanted to be like, look, don't even look at me like a king yet. Look at me like a father. Let's start there. Right. It's important to see Jesus as king. Right. But we have a unique relationship with our God in three persons. Here's a little theology 101. Our it relationship is. with God the Father makes us sons or daughters. Yep. Our relationship with Jesus is like a king and a servant or like a brother and friend. There's a lot of different. You know, our relationship with the Holy Spirit is like a temple, right? There's all these different dynamics that mm-hmm. go into our relationships. God being one in three persons help us see the multifaceted side of who he is and who we are in our identity, which is great because Amazing. you, you yeah. need all these different, you know, relationships are so beautifully, I don't want to use the word complex, but deep. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, just like I have, you know, you can have a friendship with your son, uh, but before I'm a friend to my son, I got to be a father, a father to my son. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to stand before God and God be like, hey, how'd that friendship go with that, right. that kid I, I gave tell you? my kid, I'm not your friend, I'm your mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It, it does kind of trip me out when people are like, oh, little Johnny's my best my friend. Dad, I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe later in life yeah, my hopefully. son will be my friend. And yeah. that, that's my that's, But that's not my goal. Right. My goal is not to train my son to be my friend. My goal is to train my son to be a strong man right. who's ready for the world. Mm-hmm. And so part of preparing my son and training my son and my daughter yes. right, uh, is disciplining them. Yeah. Is disciplining him. Did you get spankings 
by your mom or dad, Maria. I did. I did. Did you know? They say they only remember ever having to spank me once. And uh, I remember a couple times, but they were, um, I, I didn't experience, I know so many stories. I feel like our generation um, we all got spanked. That Did you was, ever get a wooden spoon across? No, the I my Nalgitas. mom would get this little tiny like baby belt. I remember it was this thin. It was like they barely hit me. The but, thin belts are the worst. But no, but they like literally would just like tap me. I was super dramatic. I I mean used to. I'm still dramatic. You're but, not dramatic at all anymore. <laughs> You're just. Yeah. Anyway, I can remember like hyperventilating in my room, like. <laughs> <laughs> At, like making myself choke and they and your would, dad like, probably barely, felt so bad barely tap me oh my god but i mean i would i would do it do it up I real can't big imagine spanking. <laughs> the other day i threatened to spank kendall remember she yeah. would she would she was lying oh, and yeah. she would not i have a how old is my daughter seven six six uh-huh. and she's like she, how's your daughter <laughs> seven your daughter's <laughs> no, our daughter is six and remember she was lying dude yeah. and i was like if you do not she needed to confess that sin she wouldn't do it i was like i will spank you right and then and what did she do she goes just give me the spanking or something like that and i was I like know. i have not raised this daughter right <laughs> she's not even afraid of getting a spanking yeah she's no fear of that so anyway, so you know the proverbs, she did confess she, she did confess no proverbs said i know and then she leaves and i was like oh my god i did not want to I didn't want to spank her. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, my my uh, my my discipline is so much easier than your generation, my generation, because back in the day, all you could do was hit your kids. Right, right. now, there's something far worse than hitting your kids. Mm-hmm. Take away that iPad. Woo! <laughs> Take away the iPad. Take away the phone. Anything but that. I'll take a spanking over taking my iPad away. That's just. Yeah, cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> I was talking to my friend who's on our team at Freedom earlier this week, and she was telling me that when her daughter was going through a rebellious time in her little life, mm-hmm. at the same time she was going through custody battles in right. court, and mm-hmm. she was just telling me how awful this was. The court got involved and literally said, you cannot spank your kid or take away their phone. And I'm like, that must have felt like having your left and right hand tied behind right. You're back, you know? So, yeah, the, believe it or not, the Bible does not encourage spanking kids. It just says, encourages disciplining right. kids. And I think a generation before us got into, uh, you know, spare, spare the rod, uh, spoil, spoil the, the child. child. And they think a physical rod, right? right? But that's, that's in Proverbs, that's that's poetry. That's, that's the rod represents correction. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to res, res, <laughs> mean a rod. Beating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, if you don't discipline your kids, what happens? Right, they right. Go crazy. Then you, if you don't discipline your kids, then my kids ain't hanging out with your kids. <laughs> That's how it works. You know what I mean? Because I don't want your snotty kids who don't who get everything they want and are entitled hanging out with my kids. Well, is it even crazy to, to say that if you don't discipline your kids, the world and who does the world does who does you know life becomes really hard when you don't have discipline in your life. If and I so don't father my will. son. If I don't raise them, somebody else is going to raise them. Well, it's a hard, life. hard world That's out there. That's what I'm there. saying. It's a hard world. It's a hard life. And so you can't send them into the world being a snotty brat with their boss or their supervisor right. or send them out there entitled or ungrateful. Yeah. They'll have a miserable life. You, We have got to, we have these few years to kind of train. Why do we think it will be different with God? Right. If God says he's a father to us, why do we think it would be different? Of course he's disciplining us. Right. Of course he's He loves us. testing us. Mm-hmm. It says in Hebrews 12 that if your own he- your own earthly fathers didn't discipline you, this is what it says, then you would be an illegitimate son. 
And in the same way, if your heavenly father ain't disciplining you or testing you on some level and training you, then that would mean that you're illegitimate and you're not his real son or daughter. Right. I mean, that's powerful to think about. God wants to be involved in your life. Is he mad at you? I don't know. Is he mad at you? I don't know. I mean, that's the question. Right. The kind of person who asks, is God mad at me? Probably has some guilt, probably has some regret. Mm -hmm. And there is an answer to that. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I always, I always joke. I never got a spanking in my life because my family was from Texas and I got whoopings. Come on, somebody <laughs> in the comments. Let me know if you Yeehaw. got a whooping. Did anybody, <laughs> anybody have to go into the backyard and pick a switch? Somebody tell me if they've had to pick a switch. Not I. Dude, I got the switch one time and I was like, Ooh, this little thin one will be the perfect, this one, this isn't going to hurt real bad. Turns out that bad boy was like a Zorro sword. <laughs> You're just carving Z's across the hind legs yep. with that thing. Go into the closet and pick out your own belt to get spanked with. And it's like, oh, I'm going to get this. Remember those belts in the 90s that were like braids that came yes. together? That mug is a cat of nine tails. <laughs> if anybody is out there right now and you're still picking a belt to get whooped by, I'm just telling you right now, go for the fat, heavy belts with the wind resistance. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. don't want the the bra You don't want the soft ones. Those will, those will tear you up. Well, here's something to, to think about as we talk about just a generation of spanking and a generation of different type of discipline that maybe is the social norm today. Do people that were spanked, are they more prone to thinking that God is mad at them because they have endured what maybe felt like punishment? I mean, because let's be honest, spanking um, could get abusive depending on how it was done and, and how hard it was done and, and whatnot. Um, I have three people on our team that are from El Salvador mm -hmm. or families from El Salvador. One of them told me that his, his parents would give him the El Salvadorian spanking. And which what is, is that? You have to kneel down on uncooked beans with your bare knees and like the beans <laughs> press into this. your knees. Yes. And that's Ouch. like your punishment. My sister and you did this thing where she didn't want to spank her kids too much. So if they told a lie, she would put Tabasco sauce on the tongue. Heard that one. Right. Or My they, parents used I to mean, do that to me, but I love Tabasco sauce, and so it wasn't that big of a deal. Back in the day before even our generation, it was the, it was going to uh, wash your oh, mouth yeah, out yeah, with yeah, soap. Oh, yeah, 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 Right? That was put the thing. Put soap in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is, anyway, that's an interesting thought I had as we processed. Like, I wonder if people that um, endured, like, a physical discipline, if there's a, more of a propensity towards God being mad at them because I feel like today the culture's shifted so much with discipline um spanking but I feel like the narrative that I hear more in our culture today is like well I'm a good person yeah you know or or is God mad at me I feel like those are almost well, two polar well the opposites. reason why I brought up like the Tabasco sauce and the El Salvadorian beans and uh you know uh the chocolate okay El, Sal El, El Salvadorian friends in the comments is that a thing yeah or is that just your friend um, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, Let he probably know. just, he could just be telling me that. And just <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard me. that before. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a thing. But, uh, the, 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 you know, the reason why I brought that up is because how did your parents discipline you? Because was it the, how about this one? Just wait till your father gets home. Was it one of those situations? Mm -hmm. Because Sometimes. how, the, whether it's Tabasco or beans or whatever it is, uh, I think a lot of it in answer to your question is about the, anger level right with the person administering excuse me the anger level of the person administering uh the correction right right like 
I used to get spankings every day of my life, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, I don't remember looking back and having my parents like violently hitting me out of anger. Right. And that probably would jack with my understanding of what a father and correction and discipline is. Maybe you're watching this and you have a hard time connecting with God as a father, like so many do. Right. Because you had an awful father and you had an awful father who drank and who took his anger out on you or beat your mom or beat you and then, you know, you, you get introduced to this God who says, hey, the first thing I want you to do, Jesus says when you pray, is you say, our Father. You know, yeah. like, you got to go you got to go into this relationship as a father. And you're like, whoa, 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 red light, red light, you know, because you had a father that was supposed to be, right. supposed to be an extension of God's fatherhood yeah. to your life. He was supposed to be an extension of that kind of fatherly love. And he failed. Yeah. And so now that's jacked up your perspective, relationship, expectation on God because the he, your earthly father wound up defining fatherhood for you instead of the actual father who created fatherhood. You know, and so crazy. you're watching this and you're like, dude, I you know what? I've never been able to connect to God with a father. And I would just say like, ask, you know what your dad was supposed to be like? Yeah. That's who your heavenly father is is he's a perfect father yeah and if i could even speak to that you were saying that story i don't know if you thought of this while you were saying it but that's my dad's story mm -hmm. my dad grew up in a, a highly abusive home it's my mom's story too and um was beaten you know my raging alcoholic and uh just awful and he didn't know jesus and you know came to know christ at like 30 years old and as he made that decision, he tells me, because I say, dad, like you were such an incredible dad. You had no, um, how did you know what to do? And he said, Maria, the first thing I ever heard from God, he goes, I said yes to him. I was down at an altar at this church, just like responding to what God was doing. And the first thing he told me, I heard God, he said, you need to forgive your dad. Wow. And he said, wow. And I did. And he goes and just everything in his life radically changed. It was like this moment of salvation. God spoke to him. He had this sure moment of forgiveness. Peace, relief, hope. All of that. And so I, I yeah. share that because there, I think there's people that will be watching this, that your story is so uh, has so much pain from uh, your father. Yeah. And, um, you know, we see it often or generationally. But think about this. And me, I don't know if me and you have ever talked about this, but your dad's dad, your grandfather, mm -hmm. was an abusive alcoholic yeah. who wreaked havoc, yeah. devastation on your family. Devastation, yeah. My mom's dad, yeah. abusive alcoholic, ravaged the family. Yeah. I mean, awful stories. Stories mm -hmm. that, it, that, that I, there's still stories that I'm not even allowed to you, repeat. Repeat, yeah. you know. And yet, look at how that cycle stopped. Right. And the answer is, is your dad got saved at 30. My mom got saved at like 30 yeah. and they both forgave their parents and then reinvited their, the, the grandpa, you know, wasn't the alcoholic. Right. And the grandpa I know wasn't the alcoholic. Yeah. And yet we both saw our parents fight to forgive them daily or for their whole life, yeah. you know, because of, you know, you, you, God may forgive you of your sin, but he doesn't necessarily heal the consequences. Sure. And so there was consequences to what your grandpa and my grandpa did. But look, man, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, dude, I can stop the cycle. And you absolutely yeah. can. But the only way you can stop the cycle is truly being able to forgive. And that is only possible. That's only possible with God. With God. Yeah. Absolutely.
So as we get back into this conversation, is God mad at me? Is God punishing me? The first thing we had to talk about is who is this God? Right. Because your your understanding of him as a father is real is going to be the number one way you interpret mm-hmm. and perceive what's going on. Like if you get in if you get in a a car wreck or you crash your snowboard mm-hmm. and the first thing you think of is, "Oh, God's doing this to punish me." Mm-hmm. Like you got to start asking yourself some questions about who this who this father is and what right. that relationship is like. Well, so is God mad at me? I think you have to ask um yourself the question have I done something that hurts God's kids? Have I done something that's hurts God's kids? Yeah. I mean, When's the last time anybody thought through that paradigm? <laughs> that is the way you think that people want to know what's the big deal about sin. Sin is when we do something that hurts people. Yeah. If you do something that, 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 you, that hurts people, you're hurting God's creation. Right. You're hurting God's image bearers or his sons or daughters. No matter what. Whether you're a son and daughter of God through through Jesus, or mm-hmm. whether you're just a human image bearer of God, right. but God still looks at you with the Father's heart. Yeah, He still wants to protect you. He still wants to help you. You know, um, have you ever has has anybody ever violated a strong word, but done anything to your kids that you that the that that kind of came out in. of you, <laughs> <laughs> kind of kicked in? I remember the first time it happened. Um, we were at a park. The and first time it happened. The first time. I mean, I think there's always times where, you know, some snot oh, kid is yeah. mean to your kid and you get a little mama bear. Um, I remember the first time it happened. I was at a park with our two little ones and they're Irish twins. So they're, you know, 10 and a half months apart. And I'm at the park and that's already as a mom with two tiny little kids at the park. You're already like, okay, here, here. And you're just stressed out as it is. And so we're at the park. They're having a good time. And... Um, all of a sudden school gets out. There's a high school right across okay. the street from this park okay. and uh, school lets out. And here come all these kids, these teenagers that want to play in the sand and the playground with my like almost one year old and not yet two year old, you know, just, I have these little kids and they're like sitting on the bridge and they're three times the size of my kids and they're, and you're in your radar, my radar. Just, I'm uh, just like, Standing there, I'm kind of starting to look at them, giving them some bad looks. Not really, I didn't give them bad looks, but maybe. I mean, I was, I wanted them to know, like, hey, even just with my body language, yeah, like, this is not a place for you to be. So finally, they start like running, and they're just loud and obnoxious. And now I think like they could hurt one of the little kids around because they're starting to run around and just kind of horseplay. Your shoulders are back, and it was so funny. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm. I don't feel like I'm a confrontational person. Will you just tell us what happened? This is yeah. the longest story okay, ever. Sorry. You flicked the kid in the head super hard. I punched him in the face. No, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I did not. I said, hey, little Johnny. I walked up to like all six of them. I was like, hey, guys. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really know why at 15 years old, 16 years old, you want to be hanging out where there's these little babies hanging wow, out. Wow, wow. But let me tell you, if one of you accidentally pushes my kid over or steps on my kid, we're going to have some real issues here. Wow. So you have two options. You need to like take it back five notches and calm down, or you could just leave in case you think you're going to hurt my You kid. did that? And I was like, you and I that? bet you a bunch of other moms would have some issues with it around here too. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh, who am I? Oh my gosh. But yeah. Um, That's good. And what I just happened? I had to protect my kids. They left like they should. Good for you, mom. <laughs> good for you, mom. My kids did not get hurt. 
But yeah. if they would have gotten her, oh my gosh, I don't even know what would have happened. Someone put in the comments, <laughs> how old does a kid have to be before you can just flick them in the head at a playground? You just get real down to their level, right? <laughs> you talk straight into their eyes with a smile and you scare the snot out of them. That's so good, dude. That's so good. I remember the first time it happened to me. My, I was uh, at a friend's house and we we're watching a, a like a soccer game. And you know when anybody scores oh, in soccer, when everyone's like goal and they jump up. Um, Logan was a, a baby and he was laying on a blanket behind the couch. And the guy on the couch stands up, goal, and it shakes the apartment and it makes Logan cry. And I, for the first time, had the rage of a father. Like, and I was like, Am I going to, you know, am I am I gonna go? Am I and gonna, he didn't even hurt him. He just scared him. But my initial reaction was, was like, like, I had to respond. Now, what does that have to do with, is God mad at me? God's a father. God's a father, dude. Right. Don't jack with his kids. Yeah. Or you're going to get the bear. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, okay. Exodus 34. Moses is learning who God is. Yeah. You know, it started with, what's your name? And he's like, I am, you know, like it's a, it's, he's slowly learning who, and then, then he's delivering the, the captives out of Egypt mm-hmm. with like turning the Nile to blood, turning the sending, you know, frogs. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then eventually like killing the firstborn. So like, I gotta, I gotta imagine it's pretty scary. You know what I mean? Like the power of glory of God is like insane. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you read about who God is in the Old Testament, and you're like, holy smokes. Yeah. Like, he, there is no God beside him. All, everything is right. Everything him, bows right? to him. Yeah. So, so, you know, then, then you get the New Testament where the same God mm-hmm. comes as Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. Does not compromise who he is, just becomes a human for us, right? So it's like the same Old Testament God as a New Testament God. Right. It's just, wow. Like, here we're learning even more about him. But the Old Testament, Exodus 34, Somebody can fact check me on that. But, you know, Moses is trying to get a handle on who God is. And and, and God finally describes himself. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he does to describe himself is I am merciful mm-hmm. and slow to anger. Yeah. He wants you to know he is a, a he is a powerful God. Yeah. Don't jack with his kids. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I heard the cry of my children. I delivered them out of Egypt. Right. You can't handle my glory, like you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Almighty God. At the same time, I'm merciful. Like the first thing you need to know, he, the first thing he didn't say is I am love. Yeah, right. People talk about God being love all the time, like it's the most important thing, and I think it is. But the holiness of God is talked about way more than the love of God in the Bible, and people don't realize that. Is it like, in order to understand love, you got to understand holiness, right? And if you want to understand good. who God is, and he just, and he just. I am merciful. So, hey, it's not that I don't want you to lower your, you know, picture or expectation. I just want you to know, like, I will, I hold back. I'm slow to anger. Yeah. Doesn't say, he doesn't say I don't get angry. And he also says I'm not angry. You know, he just says I'm slow to it. Right. Which is really important. To anger. Yeah. Like, trust me, you can, you can take me off. (laughs) I'm not some impersonal God who's just floating around. I'm not the Medichlorians from Star Wars. Shout yeah. out to my nerd friends. I'm not the force. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, the force <laughs> in Star Wars is just like the energy, you okay. know? And like well, the I know energy. what the force is, but what, a, what else you said? No one cares. Keep talking okay, about sorry. Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but the truth is that a lot of times we think about God being the universe or being the force. And right. it's like he's personal. He is like he, he determined, he put us here. He put you here 
to know him and to be known by him. The purpose yeah. of your life is to know this father right. and to know the son in whom he sent. That's what it says in John chapter 17. The purpose of life, eternal life is this. Yeah. And so you know God and then you have the question, is God mad at me? Because the question is not, does God get mad? Right. The question is, what really ticks him off? Mm-hmm. And is it mad? Is he disciplining you? Or how about this one? Is he testing you? Ooh. Because I'll tell you what, as a father, mm-hmm. the age that my kids are right now, I have a 12-year-old son, it's testing time. Yeah. I'm, I'm testing him all the time. And he knows this. Mm-hmm. I'm not testing him so that he fails. I'm testing him so that he wins. Right. Like, like what's his number one thing he wants right now? Like, what's, what's he want more than anything? Um, to text his friends. To text his friends, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he's 12, right? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's not if, it's when right. somebody airdrops you or texts you pornography. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing pornography even younger than 12 and it jacking up my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to train you. I'm trying to get you ready. You know what I mean? I don't want you falling in love with some girl at 12 years old. Right. That's not going to be healthy for you. I don't want you, you know, looking at that stuff now. Like I need to know that you can guard your own heart. But until you can guard your own heart, Proverbs 4 says that guard your heart above all else because it is the wellspring of life. Mm-hmm. You pollute the well, everything that flows out from you is toxic. Right. You got to guard the well. You got to guard your heart. And I'm like, until you can show me that you can guard your heart, I got to guard your heart for you. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's like how in different ways do I test him? Not surprise tests. I mean, right. maybe a little bit surprise tests, but like, but like you show me, you know, you show me that you can handle Wi-Fi without, you know, a, a network where you're texting your friends. You show me that you can just text family first. Right. It was his birthday last week. And we, that was part of his thing is like, okay, now you can text your family members. And he was yeah. like, I can text my grandma. And I was like, you can text grandma. Cause we wouldn't even allow that before. And we got software going on the phone yep. so we can see everything that he sees. But like, yeah. dude, I'm opening him up to Little a test. portal of the world. Mm-hmm. Is he ready for the portal to the world? So I got to test him for that. Got to test him with the way he, he, you know, loves his brother and sister and yeah. the way he handles things at home, you know? So anyways, is God testing you? I, I think God's testing all of us. I think our entire life is a test. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're like, we think God's mad at us because we have an unhealthy understanding of who God is. And he's a yeah. God who's like, hey, I got great things for you. Yeah. I got a great purpose for you. I want you to have influence. I want you to be nothing less than a world changer and a history maker. Mm-hmm. Like God wants us to live a life that makes a difference, demands an explanation, He's got so much for us, but we're oftentimes just not ready for that much purpose in our life because he'll test us with something and then we'll fail yeah, um, or screw up. Mm-hmm. And then we don't go on to the next test until we pass that one. Right. So maybe God's testing you with your money. Are you generous with a thousand dollars before he trusts you with a million dollars? Right. Cause God's not, why, why would a father give you a million bucks if you can't be generous and help people who You're are in need with a thousand, it, right. you know, if it may, maybe God wants to give you a husband or a wife, but as a single person, you, he's trusting you with just your own body. <laughs> yeah. How can he trust you with somebody else's body? And, and so maybe the areas of responsibility and stewardship before he opens you up to other things. That's and good. that's what a good father does. Yeah. That's the kind of father you want. You want mm-hmm. a father who nurtures you, who develops you, who, who's not setting you up to fail, but setting you up to, to win. And right. he's holding your hand and working with you. You don't, you don't, you don't want to be out there blind, right. just like living a life. And is God mad at me? You want to know God so that you can be walking with him. That's the language of the Bible. You walk with him. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? Well, I was thinking about the question I asked saying like, have I done something that's hurt someone else? Yeah. 
because that would be a, a point where God probably would not be happy, right? Yeah. And so how, what, what is the next step um, from that moment? Say someone's watching, they've messed up, they've hurt someone, they're in a place where they know that, know that it's regret, they have regret. What do they do from there? How do they, how, how do you um, get from maybe God being upset with you to the next phase? That's it. And that's how you type this conversation, right? I mean, we were having, you were laying on our kitchen table yesterday and your friend was doing your eye, eyelashes. Okay, you got to put me on blast. Well, well what is it when know? she, when she does your eyelashes, what is she doing to Babe, they're real. <laughs> <laughs> what is, oh, she. They're called lash extensions. Okay. All right. And she does such an incredible job. They look natural, but thanks for letting everyone know that well, my lashes are now. Well, I'm they're sorry. They're real expensive. How about that? Okay. All right. So. <laughs> Well, you're so like, I hate to say low maintenance, but you don't, you know. It's like the one thing. Yeah, I love I that you do that, right? You, yeah. you get your eyelashes done and you brush your teeth and you wash hey, your face. That's there you go. So um, <laughs> anyway, so she's doing your eyelashes, right? Yes. And uh, I'm sorry, did I embarrass you? No, I not throw at all. That out there. Okay. You already put it on Instagram. Okay. All right. Um, so anyways, I'm screwing up, guys. <laughs> I'm screwing fine. up. The Lord is testing me. Um, and she, she's like, I ask this question to myself every day. Mm-hmm. Is God mad at me? And do you remember how I answered? Uh, I don't. I said, well, we, we should ask that question, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's a healthy level of fear of God that we're supposed to have. Yeah. Not to be afraid of him necessarily, but to respect him. Like a know? reverence. A reverence, yeah. right? Proverbs 1, seven, Solomon, wise guy. Yep. The beginning of all wisdom and understanding and knowledge in the whole world the starts with God. the fear of God. Yeah. So, that's that's the posture we want to be in, mm-hmm. you know, honoring God with our life, and we don't want to we want to take that seriously. We're we're the created ones; He's the Creator. Right. We need to be in that place, and uh, that's healthy. That's good for you. It's good for our our, our self esteem. It's mm-hmm. good for our our choices, our mental health. Yep. It's that's the way we're supposed to live. Not afraid of God, but in relationship with God. Right. Who He is and who we are is supposed to be. That dynamic is is very important. And I said, well, I, I, is God mad at you? And I said, well, I think that depends primarily on if you're born again or not. Mm-hmm. And you would only be, you, you're the only one who could tell me that. Right. And she's always, I'm not religious and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, Christ died for a reason. Yeah. The scripture says that he satisfies the wrath of God, meaning that we do not worship a God who's okay with sin and hurt right. and he's not okay with Russia and Ukraine. He's not okay with the, the alcoholic dad who beats his kids or his wife. He, he's not okay with liars, with gossipers, with mm-hmm. child molesters. He's right. not okay with addiction and hurting yourself and secret sin. He's not okay with these things and we're not God. So we don't know what makes him the most angry, mm-hmm. but we know that all sin on any level strains our relationship with God. Yeah. Just like if my kids were just rebellious against me, it would strain my relationship mm-hmm. with them. But I have a relationship with my kids mm-hmm. because they were born of my blood. And when you're born again, you're born of God. That's what Jesus says in John chapter three. You're mm-hmm. born again. So you go from being a created being who's an image bearer, which by the way is an incredible honor mm-hmm. that we're not an animal, but we're an image bearer of God. We have right. a soul. But when you're born again, then you're a son, you're a daughter, and your relationship is now not just with a creator, but it's with a father. Yeah. And so in the same way that a father interacts with his son, 
I may be, it's really, it's, it's hard for me to get angry at my kids. I get upset with them. I get disappointed with them. I'm proud of them. But in the same way that there's, there's no, there's no evidence of the Bible where God ever, think about this. He's never anger, angry when any of the sacrifices happen. Mm. It's not like the sacrifices that happen in the Bible, God's angry at those uh, goats or lambs or whatever. And even Jesus on the cross, it never says that God is angry at Jesus. Right. It's saying that Jesus is appeasing the wrath of God. Jesus is a penal substitutionary atonement. Yeah. Penal meaning penalty, substitutionary meaning in our, in place, our place, and atonement meaning it's over, it's done for. Yeah. So I don't think when you got in that car accident, I don't think you thought God was mad at you. And when I, you know, the other day I was snowboarding and I headbutted the, you know, I headbutted the snow really hard. And I didn't think, oh, God tripped me, you know, (laughs) because he's mad at me. Or when you don't get the promotion at work or when the person breaks up with you, my mind doesn't go to God being mad at me because I know that Jesus has already paid the price for every wrong thing I've ever done and every wrong thing I ever will do. And I know that God is satisfied with that. He's Jesus is enough. The cross is enough. That's what's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful about the cross. It's so powerful. Is that nothing we do, no matter how ugly it is, could ever be worse than what Jesus went through on the cross. Right. And Jesus did that on purpose. He lived for us a life that we could not live. Mm-hmm. He came as a baby and did all the things right, so that when he not the things wrong. So when he died for us, he was doing it for us. He was a perfect, this, this, the wrath of God. Is God angry at you? Well, when you're born again, when you are in Christ, God looks at you the way he looks at Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he's not mad at Jesus. He's not mad at you. Yeah. And this is, this is, I think, the hope for people, that your guilt can be relieved through mm-hmm. Christ. Your regrets, though you can't change the past, you can change the future. God right. has a great future for you. Your, the shame that you may carry from the things that you've done, you know, Guilt is when you are, is when you feel bad for what you've done. Shame is when you feel bad for who you are. Right. And even in that, the scripture says that Jesus despised the shame in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's both guilt offering and shame offering, meaning that there, even in that shame, that, that you are a new person. Romans 8 says there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ, for those that are new people. So if you, if you feel like God's angry at you, you got to ask yourself that question about, have I done something to make him upset? Yeah. And then when you realize that we've all done things to make him upset, that brings you to a place of, if God says he's merciful, am I going to take him up on that? Yeah. Because if he's merciful and slow to anger, that means he's given me time. He's given me time mm-hmm. before I, 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 I answer for all the things that I've done in eternity. Yeah. I have this time now to say, you know what? If you really are as merciful as you say, then I just want to say, I'm sorry. Right. I'm ready to start over. Thank you for making a way for me to be born again and forgiven through Jesus, yeah. and then and then starting over today. Why don't you lead anybody in a prayer right now who's going through that? Yeah, I'll do that. I think the word right there that I want to coin, because I think it's important people understand what you're saying, is the word repentance. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, when we mess up, we should have a level of regret. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we don't choose to repent and say, God, I'm so sorry, yeah. I messed up. Yeah then we will go down the road of shame and guilt. But the Bible says that when you repent, and that's a fancy word from turning from whatever you were going towards and turning to God, is um, that you'll find freedom. God forgives you 
and all the things that were heavy are not there because God's forgiven you and you've received that for yourself. You've received it from him. And then Acts 3 says that you'll actually experience a time of refreshment. Yeah. And refreshing. so, yeah, yeah. people and always so, think of repentance and guilt. I don't think of it that way. No, I, I think, think of like, repentance. Man, and like, it's gone. I gave it to God. Yeah. I'm like free. Yeah. I, I feel you feel refreshed. You feel light um, as opposed to like weighed down. Yeah. Yeah. Is God mad at me? Well, what, who is this God? What's mm-hmm. he like? He's like a father. Good fathers discipline their sons. They correct their daughters. They test them, but they want to be involved in your life. And we've all done things that have disappointed God or, you know, pushed him away, but he never, never allowed us to push him away. He comes after us. He chases us down. He wants to be involved and he's made a way for your strained relationship with him to be healthy and good and exactly what he's designed for your life. And he made a way because we couldn't make one. And that's Jesus. So won't you lead anybody in a prayer who might be moved by, by this concept right now? Jesus, thank you. Um, that you're just so good that you've made a way that, um, you forgive us (laughs) that you've made a relationship with God possible. Yeah. And so I pray for anyone that is watching this that just feels heavy, that they're bogged down by uh, shame and guilt, Um, God, that they would turn to you, that they um, would repent for what they've done and that they could be forgiven and free and that that heaviness that they've been walking around with, God, would be you'd begin to just lift off this burden in this moment. And then I pray for those that are watching that have never – made the decision to give you their life, to follow you with their whole life. And um, if they're ready to do that in this moment, God, I pray that you would meet them, that you would forgive them, that they would be set free, that your spirit and your presence would overwhelm them in the best way with your love and your goodness, and that they would have a relationship with you from this moment on, um, and that you'd help guide them and lead them. And let them know that with you, the best really is yet to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Episode three in the books. Done.